and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I am inside the galley of the Don Treader. I'm trying to be somewhat quiet because downstairs, um, Miss Allie, our nanny, is asleep, as well as my daughter Ahava, 11-year-old uh, daughter, is also asleep. We just left the Abacos. We just went out um, North Bar Channel. Uh, and headed out to sea. We spent the night anchored in uh, the Sea of Abaco uh, by a place called Iron Key. And uh, we are now out on the Atlantic Ocean heading to Eleuthera. Um, I have done a bunch of recording of the audio uh, experience along the way. So I think I'm going to put out a couple episodes just for the natural sound. Uh, but the sound you hear right now... That is me making milk. <laughs> not not exactly, but um, taking boxed milk, which we brought as part of our ship's stores, and uh, mixing it with powdered milk, non-fat uh, dry milk. And uh, then we take the gallon um, that we had brought with us from Florida, and we just clean it really well with bleach and reuse it. So... My my daughter is a milk fiend, um, and my all my kids like milk, so uh, we're constantly trying to keep up with the demand without breaking the bank. Um, we where we just were was Hope Town, uh, one of my favorite places in the world, and uh, we checked at the grocery store there at Vernon's Grocery, and um, milk was about eight, almost nine dollars with tax. For a gallon. And so this is the way we save some money. It has, we have seen it as high as $13 a gallon. Um, so it's apparently hard to come by. So I try to, uh, like, uh, make it this way to save some money. Uh, I'm not, I have to do the calculations to see how much it actually saves us, but, uh, it makes us feel better to know we have a supply in our, um, in our stores, if you will, we have a, a cabinet uh, full of different food items. Uh, let's see, what else are some of the things that we, my family doesn't like to do without? Um, well, one of the things is Parmesan cheese, or cheese in general, but Parmesan is easy to store. Uh, pasta in general, so we have a bunch of pasta and Parmesan. Um, I put a, a call out to, there's a group called Kids for Sale, like as in sailing, not selling the kids, um, that I put, I posed the question to that group because they are also people who um, live aboard boats with kids. I asked them, what if you were to do one last Costco run, which is what we were doing before we left Florida, what would you make sure to bring with you? And the answer, the answer is varied, but uh, a few of the things they suggested really helped us uh, not forget some of the critical things like um, Parmesan cheese and milk, of course. We, we, we knew milk. Milk was a given, but uh, things like um, Nutella. And we bring almond butter and peanut butter and Nutella and jam. Although jam seemed to be something I can get in the Bahamas, uh, the things like Nutella are so expensive that we it's nicer to bring them if we can. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun 
um, it was fun to get the input from people who have done this before and who, um, or some, many of whom are doing it now. And uh, I'd have to go back and look at the list of what we brought, but uh, that was that was a fun process of figuring out what we needed to bring. We're already seeing some of the things we wished we brought more of. Um, for me, my my staple is hazelnut creamer for my coffee. Uh, we brought coffee, but we knew we were going to buy coffee in uh, Hopetown because if you go back through New Mexico, New Mexico's, um the video archive, you'll find I did a story on the Hopetown Coffee House. Andrew Prosa and Heather Prosa, they uh, actually roast their coffee right there on site. Um, so we wanted to make sure to um, support that business. And they've become friends over the years. Um, and so we got our coffee in Hopetown. It was significantly more expensive for us to do it that way. But, uh, you know, some things you got to splurge on. But um, I did bring lots and lots of hazelnut creamer, only one that we brought as a, a liquid, but then the rest was powdered. Because we don't have a lot of refrigerator space, that's really the big thing is how to um, make, oh, and the other thing, how to, how to make sure we have what we need or what we really like and want that we would rather not have to do without, without um, a lot of refrigerator or freezer space. That was the challenge. One of the other things is eggs, and I now already realize we should have brought more. There's a, a an egg product that's like eggs in a box, and uh, we should have brought more of that for sure because we're already almost out. And I guess some places eggs aren't too much, but there are there are times where eggs are ridiculously expensive, and we we use most people use eggs for lots of things. I think to bake and. Uh, just we like eggs in general for breakfast. So um, the other thing I brought a lot of is this Smart Balance um, margarine because Nathan, my husband, has a cholesterol issue, so he can't really eat butter, and butter is what is the kind of the standard fare in uh, most grocery stores in the Bahamas. You don't find a lot of margarine. Um, so that's one of the other things we brought. Uh, the other thing I wish I had brought more of is cereal. Uh, my kids just love cereal. And we all kind of, it's kind of like a snack food for a lot of us. We just eat it, uh, you know, in between meals and things like that. So um, I wish I had brought more. We're almost out of cereal, and it is very expensive in the Bahamas. Um, so anyway, that's just what I'm thinking about right now because I'm in the kitchen making milk and uh, getting cereal out for the kids. It's early morning around, well, now it's like almost 8 o'clock, actually, which is why it's so funny that the uh, Miss Allie and Ahava are still asleep. Um, but we uh, we went out the cut maybe uh, 45 minutes ago, and... Um, Everybody's feeling, at least the people who are awake, are feeling a little bit queasy. Uh, Samuel and Ziva woke up. Uh, we were underway already by the time they woke up. So uh, he, they were kind of feeling a little bit queasy. So they went up to the helm. Uh, so I'm going to bring them some food up top. We'll see how everybody does today. The, the problem is when you wake up underway, 
it can go either way. It can be really no problem and smooth and it kind of acclimates your body to it. That radio is sounding quite annoying, isn't it? Um, you know, if you wake up when you're already underway, sometimes it's better for you because then you kind of get the seasickness out of the way because your, your body is moving into, in the rhythm of the, of the, uh, ocean swells, but sometimes you just never can get that edge uh, of seasickness on. Um, so I'm going to see how they do. I'm going to bring them some food and, uh, and then I'll check in again in, in a few minutes. I just dropped off some cereal up at the helm uh, area for Samuel, and uh, well, I brought it to whoever wanted it, and uh, both Ziva and Nathan said, oh no, they do not feel well. So I'm actually coming down, I'm down in my bathroom area getting, we have something called C-bands, and uh, you put them on your wrist, and it supposedly helps, uh, helps you feel less um, seasick. I don't know if it works or not, um, but I'm going to bring it up to them just to see. Um, and since we're talking sick and gross things, uh, I am right here. My toilet, or the head as you call it, is completely backed up and will not flush. Um, when you uh, Toilets are kind of a, a nonstop pain point <laughs> on a boat, like, you know, trying to get rid of... Figuring out, figuring out waste, I know this is really fun to talk about, but what the heck, I'll share it all with you. Um, figuring out waste issues is not ever fun on a boat. I mean, you're in a closed environment. Obviously, you have to be very mindful about uh, not wanting anything to leak and stuff like that. Um, but marine toilets are notorious for breaking. And uh, our toilets here on our boat, which is a Lagoon 450, are seawater uh, toilets, which means it brings in water from the ocean and goes into your toilet, you know, and then goes into a, a holding tank when you flush. Um, the problem with that is, I mean, it's wonderful because you don't use a lot of water, um, and fresh water is obviously a, a number one concern because you can't live without fresh water. Um, and so it saves us on using our, our fresh water for flushing toilets, but the downside is there's all kinds of little microorganisms that come with seawater, and when those get into um, the filtration system uh, of the toilet or just the toilet system in general, uh, they can die and back things up, you know, just kind of some of them actually, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I just know they're a pain in the behind, no pun intended. <laughs> um, so... We thought we would be okay. We knew our toilet was acting up. Pretty much we have three uh, toilets on board. And uh, the one in the guest room, which is currently our nanny, Miss Allie's room, for another uh, 10 days or so, less than that, probably eight days, uh, before she heads back to college. But um, her toilet, it never it, – it just has kind of a, a – smell that permeates that cabin, which is awful. And we've tried lots of different things to, to stop that. Um, but it, 
it flushes. Her toilet at least flushes well. Um, the kids' bathroom uh, toilet doesn't flush so well, and a lot of times things will come back up, which is never fun. Um, and so there's the smell related to that. And then now our toilet is, uh, it leaks in the back, so we have to constantly clean yucky water out of the back side of the toilet. Um, and then now, for some reason, this happened twice before, it just completely won't flush at all. And um, shy of taking it apart and uh, or replacing it, we just don't know um, how to remedy that. All right. They're calling for me, so let me go. There's dolphins outside the side of our boat. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta see the dolphins. Well, I was outside and uh, thought that I would record the process of picking up after the dog, but it... Um, was a too windy and apparently I bumped it and so it did not um, I was not able to uh, record it which is probably a good thing because um, I was talking a lot of poop <laughs> but I'm not going to be done with that because I think uh, that's part of what is on my mind this morning uh, we are now a few hours later it's 10 17 uh, in the morning and everybody's awake and there's some, some residual seasickness, but no one has puked yet. Um, but I might just in a minute because I am about to do the dirtiest of jobs. Um, let me finish telling you about the toy, the dog toilet. Uh, basically she has a grass patch that, um, she goes on. And then when you're out at sea, you can just dump it overboard, which is great. Um, but it has a washdown area, which is what I was kind of talking about in the failed recording with the wind and uh, all of that. So basically you dump the dog stuff overboard and then you hose it off with a saltwater rinse. Um, we have a, a hose and a pump um, right there and it's got a drain. And so you just kind of rinse off the dogs. Um, it's, a, it's a fake grass mat. Uh, which I actually got uh, from the pet store. It's part of like, they have a, a whole system where it has like a base that has drainage. Well, we didn't buy all that. We just bought the refill mat um, and put that down. And from the time Nala was little, we taught her to go exclusively on that. Lately, she's been a little bit lazy and uh, went on the deck near there, but at least still it's within the um, hosing off range. So that was that. I handled that this morning and got that all cleaned up. Um, and now I'm about to do the most disgusting job I've had to do since moving onto the boat. Um, our toilet is totally full of waste. Uh, I was explaining in the part of the audio that got messed up that um, a toilet, a marine toilet, has a macerator and it chops the, up all the waste and makes it into a liquid form, basically which sounds gross, but it makes it so it's not harmful to any uh, marine life or anything like that. And uh, then you just, uh, when you're out at sea, like we are thousands of feet, um, you know, depth, we, you just, uh, there's a valve you open and it lets the tank empty into the sea. 
Um, when you are at a marina, you use a pump. Um, so you have like um, the, the deckhand will come, or what do you call it? You know, the people that work at the marina, they come and they will, um, they have a special machine that they hook up to your tank and it sucks everything out of the tank because, you, you know, it eventually fills up. So that's called a pump out. And any of you that have done RVing know about that because that's probably the same kind of thing. Um, and that's the way it's supposed to work. But now the disgusting job I'm about to do is my toilet, the head, as they say, is completely backed up, uh, full to the top of uh, wastewater, and it has to be removed. Number one, we are out at sea in the Atlantic Ocean with rolling swells. Um, and so every time we go up and down, there's a risk it's going to pour out onto the floor. So you guessed it. I've got to scoop it out and dump it out. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know because, you know, misery loves company. I thought I would share with you that that is the job I have undertaken right now. And uh, I'm going to be working on this for a little while, dumping and scooping out the disgusting waste. I figured I might as well top off this whole episode with the conversation of what to do when it comes to poop and stuff like that on a boat. Uh, the answer is it is something you think about a lot more than you probably do at home in a normal house. In a normal house, you flush the toilet and you move on. In a boat, it seems like we are talking toilets a lot. Um, so I'm going to take a break <laughs> to do this job so that I don't have to touch my phone or the recording, and I will come back to wrap it up in a little bit. All right, mission accomplished. Uh, that was a dirty job, but somebody had to do it. Uh, now, we still can't use the toilet, but at least it won't overflow onto the floor. Uh, meanwhile, I put on some Disney music, so you can hear that in the background. Hopefully that doesn't affect my podcast. And I need to go take a picture of Miss Allie because she is snuggling with the dog. Thank you. Uh, so now what I'm going to do... So it's kind of funny because everybody else is um, still very queasy and feeling lousy. I actually think the solution for a lot of that is just to um, do something else. If you sit and think about your misery, because um, I had many moments of queasiness already this morning, but it seems to me as if when you are doing something, you feel you're less thinking about how you feel, and you're just focused on the task at hand. So um, I am using the time when I have the house to myself, even though everyone's here. Nobody wants to be inside because they are feeling queasy-ish. Um, so I'm using the chance to do things that I don't always get the chance to do. So one of the things I'm about to do is um, pull out the crock pot, which I totally had forgotten we have. Um, I'm going to take that out and start some, which if you guys know me, I'm not the cook in the family, but since the cook, AKA Nathan is not feeling well, um, plus he's going to, it's going to be tonight when we get there, uh, to Eleuthera, 
um, you know, there's going to be a lot of work to do and a lot of his time and focus will be uh, occupied. Um, I figured I should start something so that we have something to eat when we get back um, and when we get there. So I'm pulling out the crock pot. The other thing I wanted to try to do, because it would be fun for the kids, is um, make some bagels. Uh, I'm debating bagels or donuts. Donuts because it's in the middle of Hanukkah, and one of the uh, things you eat in honor of Hanukkah is something called sukhaniyot, which are basically je- uh, jelly donuts, um, which we don't, we've never really done or made. We've made latkes, as you guys probably are familiar with. Those are the potato pancakes that um, people eat during Hanukkah time. We're eating the last of the bagels that we bought in Hopetown, which frankly were not very good, um, that maybe we could make our own bagels. And so I looked up the recipe because one of the things we have on board is a bread machine. Um, so it's just funny how, A, you become much more domestic when you're living on a boat and you have to get creative. I guess some people don't, but I do. Um, right now I'm refilling the, um, the soap dispenser for dishes, and uh, I'm enjoying the time here in my house, in the kitchen, and throughout the house to get stuff done while everyone else is just kind of sitting upstairs in the helm trying not to get sick. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to get to work on making some uh, I think I'll make a chicken mushroom uh, casserole in the pot pot. And uh, the other thing that I'm enjoying making that we, because part of the problem is when you don't have power, you don't have solid, consistent power, there's a lot of, there's limits to what you can do. So um, you, you make the most of it when you have the engines on, that charges the batteries. And so you can use up more power since we're using it, uh, since we'll have the engines on for 10 hours or so. Um, I'm making most of it. So I'm going to put the crock pot on, I'm going to put the bread machine on, and I'm going to turn on the ice maker as well. Oh, and I'm also doing laundry. We have a washer dryer, but it's a power drain. Um, and so the this is the time for me to uh, do laundry as well. So yeah, I'm just going to be over here crossing the Atlantic Ocean, being domestic, um, while the rest of you Hopefully, I uh, got a little chuckle out of some of this this process, especially the poop subject. I know that was exciting. Oh, I should wrap it up by telling you, when we had Miss uh, Linda on board, she was our nanny before um, before Allie, um, she, we had a situation, since this is the subject that we're talking about, um, th- there was a point where she said to us, she woke up in the morning and she said, could we just have one day without saying the word poop at all? <laughs> because we had just had a new puppy, Nala, and she had just discovered the ocean and decided that drinking the seawater was going to be super fun. And what that equates to with a puppy is explosive diarrhea. So there was nonstop. And then, of course, at the same time, we had issues with the, with the toilet. And so... Um, it did. It felt like all we did was talk about poop. So now you guys have the poop on poop when it comes to a boat. And uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you do enjoy it and you want to share with anyone, please feel free to hit the share button. Uh, tell your friends. Let them know about our 
um, New Mexico Castaways. And if you want to see some of the stories I've done, which are more of the well-produced variety um, video stories, uh, you can go to New Mexico Cast TV on YouTube. And uh, yeah, and you can always subscribe to this podcast either in iTunes or Stitcher or one of the other places that you like to listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll check in when I get a chance. I'm Rosalinda Roman.